We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest on the Kansas Jayhawks from KCSN, which features three shows each week in Border War, hosted by former Jayhawks guard Jeff Hawkins and Mizzou forward Jarrett Sutton. Ain't no seats with Ryan Reinhardt, Anthony Bax, and Braden Turner, and Booth Review. Covering Jayhawks football with Kent Swanson and weekly special guests. Make sure to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything. Stay up to date on all things KU with KCSN. And now, the latest on the Kansas Jayhawks. All right. Welcome in. New episode, Ain't No Seats podcast. We've got a lot to unpack. Selection show just wrapped up. Vibes are not high. Um, We'll get into that before we get into that. Got a shout out to Emprise Bank. They've been with us since you know the early days with KCSN. They've worked with us. They've been our title sponsor. We love them. Use Emprise Bank. Member FDIC. FDIC. They are they are fantastic. Shout out Emprise Bank. Uh, let's get into it, boys. Like I said, vibes are are quite literally as low as they can get. I mean, I truly think. If you would have told me, hey, sit down, write out, worst case scenario for the Hawks, I this is pretty much what I would have wrote down. And I apologize, my voice is gone. It's been a long weekend. I I truly am shocked. I'm shocked. <clears throat> I, I cannot believe the draw we just got. I can't believe Houston gets the Midwest. Obviously, that's the big topic we'll spend a lot of time talking about. But on top of that, just the route we have to make it to the Final Four is an absolute gauntlet. It's... It sucks. It really does. And you see the committee do some awful things like this. They've done it before. I think it's the worst draw we've ever had, like for what we accomplished this year to get rewarded with absolutely nothing. There's nothing in our bracket that says we rewarded Kansas for setting a record for quad one win. So I'm just going to start there. We'll dig into all the things. There's lots of, you know, Twitter's been blowing up with insane things. Chris Reynolds gave an awful answer. We'll get into that. B turn. I don't know. You were pretty mad when you hopped on here. And I, I don't know. I, I'm laughing because I'm so mad. Yeah. I mean, it's the biggest screw job I've ever seen. And going into today, like if I, we would have been 100% in on saying KU would have been number one in the Midwest, win or lose for Houston. If they win, we're still the number one in the Midwest. I thought we had a chance to get the number one overall. Obviously, Bama deserved it. They won. But you're telling me Houston loses in the American title game and they, they reward Houston. But 
and they talk about their best player was out, Marcus Sasser, um, which I don't know how they put that into consideration. KU was missing one. If they want to do that, they can say KU is missing one of the best defenders in the country. They're missing the best coach in the country. So if you want to go that route, I don't get how you – Houston at least had to win the conference tournament to hop KU. And KU had maybe the best resume I've ever seen. I think people think that's crazy when I say that, but 17 quad one wins. It's a record. They had the best strength of schedule in the country. Houston was 100th, um, and it just doesn't make sense to me. Someone said make it make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. It's terrible. It's fu- it's fucking horrible, dude. And not only is them being seated ahead of us terrible, but, yeah, the draw, like you said, top of the region is insane. Um, UCLA, I'm not too mad at them about being the two, but they're in the West. So they're going to have a nice crowd just like they did us in 2007. And Chris Reynolds, oh my God, I want to say so many things about what his answer, because he gave the answer and then someone said, that's a pretty good answer. Good explanation. No, it was the worst explanation possible. And it's, it's just awful because they said being competitive in games, they're in the American conference. Being competitive in losses is what he said. Like, and they lost They lost by 10 today to Memphis. Obviously, they're without Sasser, but that's still a really good team. They have a guy that's going to go top five in the draft. Um, I just – it doesn't make sense at all. And I would have said 100% KU would be in the Midwest. Win or lose today by Houston, and they lose. And they punish KU somehow for losing in the conference title game against a team that's going to be a two-seed or that is a two-seed in the field, one of the best teams in the country, top 10 team in the country. And so basically – when we talked about all those scenarios of what KU had to do to hop Houston before the Big 12 tournament, and we said, does KU have to go to Kansas City and win the top, toughest conference tournament in the country? And that's what we had to do. But I'm, I'm AB, I'm going to move it to you because you're the bracketology guy. You've been on the, you know, you've had it on your map of like, KU could be the once the overall seed. Like you were saying that two months ago. And I'm not sure anything mattered this weekend. I think they had pretty much picked Houston above us, and that was the it. That was it. Nothing mattered, which happens a lot. But to me, it was the I thought it would be the I don't know. We we had our first rant to start. AB, I want to let you do your thing and we'll start to dig in a little more to the entire bracket. Yeah, it just bothers me. Like uh, he went on, Chris Reynolds, is that his name? Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. Guy. Okay. So he goes on and he starts talking. Yeah, he talks about being competitive and losses, but he also talks about quad one plus quad two records when has that ever been a thing like you're gonna shove quad and also palm i don't know who else saw this because it was buried in a random interview on a side clip on youtube but jerry palm the cbs bracket guy comes out and says the only reason that the committee looks at net rankings is for the quadrant wins the quadrant system so all year all we hear is how much these quad win games mean and all of a sudden now a quad two game means about the same as a quad one win, according to whoever sets the bracket. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, we shatter the record. We don't even have the most ever. I know it's a somewhat new stat. They had three more than the most of all time coming into this year. Like, I just don't understand. And I don't – they just were never over Houston, I guess. They couldn't have been. The best yeah. league. There's no way it's they crazy. were ever over Houston. So you're telling me nuts. You're telling me they stacked both teams together. They looked at both teams. And they saw 17 quadrant one wins for Kansas. And they said, no, that's not good enough. Let's go down to quadrant two wins. I mean, they compared those and we still had more. They just they just had less losses, obviously, because they played in the American KU's in the Big 12. They set the record for most quad one wins, like A.B. said, by a wide margin against the league people have called the best league in the country in the last 20 years. And you know what else pisses me off? Like when he brings up the quad one wins and yeah, Houston has fewer losses. 
basically what he told us was that losing to 114th ranked at Ken Palm Temple at home by one point doesn't hurt you as much as losing to a six seed TCU by 20 points. Get the fuck out of town. Like, I'm sorry. That's just absolute horseshit. It doesn't it make bad. any sense. Everything they tell us is a lie. Why even play a schedule that's tough? Why challenge yourself? Why not just that's go and play say. in the WCC and go 17-1 and one in your conference, win two games in your conference tournament, and play like three tough non-con games? You're going to be a one seed. Do what Houston just did. Yeah, I mean, and but the funny thing is like Texas A&M got absolutely screwed, which I will say they played a joke of a non-conference schedule and they, you know, gave him a seven seed, gave him a tough draw because of that. But like they do, this is what drives me nuts about the committee. They value strength of schedule and use it against people all the time. And then other times just ignore it. Like he didn't address any of that. And it's just, I don't know. It's crazy. I, the answer Chris Reynolds gave made me even more angry. It, it me like you, I mean, you guys have touched on it. It, it absolutely means nothing. Um, apparently for what we did strength to schedule wise, the wins we had, the games we played in, the, I don't know. I, I, I truly will never have words for it. I truly will never, I just don't get it. And I, I mean, so We've we've addressed that we are not in the Midwest. That's the first part I want to melt down about this. But that's that's not where this ends, mm-hmm. not at all. Because you then let's just start let's start up top. Luckily, I, I don't have any issues with Howard. I think we can handle the Howard whatever mascot they are. I Why like the it? Hawks in that game. I've got mm-hmm. the Hawks into the second round. Sharpie sixty five sixty four. I mean, while I'm melting down about us being in the West, which I guess the meltdown had already started because we already knew, but like when you see Arkansas, Illinois pop up, that's two teams we've said for the last three weeks we don't want any part of. Now, a lot of that's matchup things, so maybe that's not, you know, committee issue. But AB pointed out Illinois is four, Champaign, Illinois is four and a half hours, four, I don't know how far, it's four to five hours from Des Moines. Like, one seed is supposed to be rewarded with, you know, easier proximity to games. They should have a better crowd in the second round game. Illinois is going to have a ton of pa- fans there if they make it. Now, I don't, I don't know how far Fayetteville is, but Arkansas six hours, do. six yeah, hour drive, so, very doable. So you start there. That I mean, what do you, Braden? I think you've been kind of terrified of Arkansas. The matchup, we've said it. I think we'd have been melting down if that was our matchup in the Midwest region. I'm not kidding. The draw couldn't have been worse. <laughs> like for me, for me personally, like just, I guess from my standpoint, how I feel about these teams, they got the best two seed. This is all according to Kim Palm, which there's people on Twitter saying Kim Palm's a joke, which I don't really know what that means, but UCLA best two seed. Um, Arkansas is the only eight or nine. I didn't want to play anyone else. I would have been cool with obviously Anyone that makes the field is going to be a good team. But Arkansas, only eight or nine, I didn't want to play. UConn, fourth best team, according to Ken Palm. They're the best four seed in the um, in the region. And then St. Mary's, 11th on Ken Palm, one of the best defenses in the country. Um, really well coached. So I, the draw couldn't have been worse. And like you said, it's not really a Midwest thing. Like all year, I've I've kind of been team, let's play wherever we play. But you got to reward the team that played the toughest um, schedule in the country and had that many quad one wins. One of the best resumes we've seen, you got to reward them and they should have been seated ahead of Houston. I don't know what they would have looked at um, for Houston to be ahead of them. We've already covered that, but when has the committee ever used 
a key player being out um, to seed, like to seed them ahead of another team. Like they, I've never Whoa. seen them do that. Um, and I don't know a team that plays in a conference that isn't competitive at all. Um, I just, I don't know. The get wild how thing is have been ahead of KU. They said they factored in, you know, they didn't penalize Houston because of Sasser. And I, I want to get off the Houston thing, but, but then they I said know. they factored in self potentially being out. Like, even though it was pretty clear last night, Norm Roberts said, we expect him back. Like, I don't know. It was, it was crazy. They didn't have a good argument for it, which is why you're hearing all this just garbage they're, they're putting out there. Um, but AB, I want to get back to, we talked Illinois, Arkansas, but then, you know, and, and by the way, everyone listening, I know this sounds whiny. This sounds like a meltdown. We're going to try and get into finding some positives about this draw, but we just got to address how absurd. I mean, I, I, I truly don't think it could have gone worse for KU to this point. I'm sure we can start to talk our way into some positives, but I want to cover this, this negativity first, get it all away, and then we'll shift to talking ourselves into the Hawks winning the Natty. But Arkansas, Illinois, we talked about, but, but it doesn't stop there. Five nope. seed St. Mary's, where they can – like give me just kind of the breakdown of the Ken Palm uh, breakdown that we've seen in this region. Yeah, if you had the Ken Palm rankings for the 16 teams in our region, okay, you would rank fourth out of the 16 teams, which A, is a joke. B, if you want to go by the committee's S-curve where they just, you know, UCLA is what, the seventh overall seed, whatever. They showed it. KU's the top four. They add up all the numbers. 31, by far the lowest of all four regions. So another, you know, factor, this is a wagon. The only hope that I can draw is Rick Patino just outcoaches Hurley and Iona can go on a little bit of a run, and maybe like going into the second weekend, KU gets a little help. But at this point, it's you know what else can go wrong? Just expect the worst. But now everyone's you, a wagon. We're in, going into the Sweet Sixteen. Say St. Mary's gets there, it's going to be two road games against both teams, assuming yeah. you win the Sweet Sixteen and then on. So yeah, yeah your two seed gets a. I mean, has better West, crowd. Too. Your yep. your three seed is Gonzaga again. Cupcake schedule. You know, Cupcake Conference gets rewarded and gets placed in the West. Like, what are we doing? One more rant here. Why is KU in the West instead of the East? KU or KU is closer to North or New York City than they are to Vegas. So why didn't we get thrown out East and give the fourth number one seed, Purdue, have them play the two seed that gets to play in their backyard, essentially? That's another thing that bothers me because, I mean, Houston, yeah, it's closer to Kansas City than Vegas, but it's not by a crazy amount. It's like four to five hours. Um but yeah, I'm just upset, and I'm just going to rant about anything I see. AB, how how would have Houston been ahead of KU going into the conference championship games? Like, what would they have done leading up to those conference championship games, to where the committee was going into Saturday, Sunday, saying KU has to win to be above Houston? They no just what. must. They have to account for records more than like the net and the quad one and all that stuff, because clearly it just didn't show up if they had Houston above KU all year long. I looking back, I feel like maybe we should have feared it a little bit because what did KU do other than obviously win more games to hop Houston after the bracket reveal the first time when KU was fourth overall, not really close to Houston or really any of them, apparently. Um, so maybe they just don't value it as much as they say. And they saw Houston with two or th two losses before today, three going into the night and just rewarded them for that. But then. Why Bama above Houston? Like, that's also a question I'm having. If it was Houston 1, KU 2, I get yeah. it. But how is Bama still above Houston? And then KU, like, that's – I didn't even I think about yeah. that until right now. But that also doesn't make any sense whatsoever. 
I don't think Bama's that far ahead of KU. Like that's the exactly. crazy thing. The that's argument why we thought number been... one overall was in play going into today. Yeah. I I don't know. It it just bothers it's... me that every single person that covers college basketball had KU in the Midwest. I didn't see one person not have that. And then suddenly, you know, bracket comes out and they were just completely wrong based on what the people that actually mattered chose. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. You're telling me a team with the hardest strength of schedule in the country, they won the best league we've seen in years outright, they had 11 more quad one wins than the team that was seated ahead of them, and you punish them. How do you punish a team with one of the best resumes of all time in your sport? It's a terrible look for the committee, and the answers were awful, and I hate saying this, but it feels like an intentional screw job with those answers. Hey, it does, dude. We wanna, if we want to get some conspiracy theories going on that they're butthurt won the Natty last year, I'm not against it. I'm, How, I'm just kidding. I, I, I don't want to do that, but go out. Go off. I don't know. Just going into this week, like I felt like making it to the conference championship game in Kansas City would have had us as the number one overall, no matter what. Because you make it to the championship game, we talked about the road that you would have the path you would have to go on in the Big 12 tournament. You're going to have to beat two quad one teams, which was West Virginia and Iowa State. And then championship game, you're going to play a really good team. We knew it would be K-State or TCU or Texas. So that shouldn't affect your resume. Playing in the Big 12 championship against a really good team, the best league in the country, and you're, you're going to be playing probably a two or three seed um, in March in the NCAA tournament in the Big 12 championship. So how can that affect your resume at all? And we, I just talked about all the quad one wins. They set a record. I don't get how you can, how you can punish a team with one of the best resumes we've ever seen. Like they literally got punished for losing in a big 12 championship game against a really good team, a team that's a two seed next week. And they punish KU. I don't get it. It really is. Like, I feel like you've seen, you, you think back to Wichita State that year they got the one seed but got absolutely screwed with their region. Like, you see teams get 
these types of brackets, these types of draws when they've played a schedule like Houston's. Like I would have said maybe maybe Houston gets the Midwest, but then they get, I don't know, K-State is their three seed in the Midwest. Or they get – like think about that. Think if Houston was in the Midwest, K-State was their three seed, and like Iowa State, say they were a little better and they were like four seed. I don't know. Like you see those teams sometimes say, hey, we'll keep you on the one line, but we're going to screw you over because of how much you did not play anybody this year. Whereas KU just played the toughest schedule maybe ever, maybe ever, and we got the punishment that a lot of those teams that have not played anybody have gotten before. So it's wild. I I genuinely still like – I just – I don't know about you guys, but – when our bracket got done being revealed, I just sat there like speechless on the couch. Like I'm normally no, locked not. in to the rest of the matchups. Like I know not, like I still need to dig into this bracket. Duke playing Oral Roberts is awesome. I didn't even know that till right now. Oh, I got something for that. Just to, you know, while that <laughs> is brought up. Can you picture this? Oral Roberts goes on two crazy NCAA tournament runs in three years. No, they're losing to Duke. Blow up. Um, one other thing I wanted to rant about, uh, Iowa State Cyclones went 19-13 and 13 this year, and if they beat a play-in team and then a banged-up Xavier team, they get to play in Hilton South for their uh, regionals. So that's another thing that pisses me off. Um, but, yeah, I'm just looking up and down this bracket and trying to remember things because clearly I wasn't thinking straight when I saw Houston pop up as the one in the Midwest. I wanted to ask you guys this before we came on. If – if one of if DraftKings offered you odds to take KU as the number one in the Midwest after Houston lost, how much money would you have put on it and felt comfortable? See, I I genuinely I kind of just thought once we beat Iowa State and made the title game that we were pretty pretty set. Like you could have asked me last night. Like I really didn't care about the Houston game today. I thought we did what we needed to do, avoid it. I really thought once we beat Westfall. I really thought we were good. I would have, as as he said in the comments there, I would have hammered it. Like I would have hammered KU's Midwest. I I had that that fear all day that something could go wrong. Like I tweeted this yesterday. I I fully expect Midwest, but the committee has done some really really dumb things before. Like that's what I tweeted. They've done some unexplainable things, which is pretty much what they've done today. So I, but I still felt incredible about it and i guess not even not even i guess maybe not even the question to be in the midwest but how much would you have put on ku to be ahead of houston on the one line after they lost like even if they won i would have felt okay um but once they lost i there was no doubt in my mind they would be the number two overall i don't know if they uh, that would have been in the midwest because houston or uh alabama was in the south but i would have thought we had a great chance at the number one overall because like i said you lose last night yeah you got blown out but and also them saying being competitive and i know sasser was out they lost by double digits today yeah 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 and like ab said being competitive against temple on your home floor is not a good thing in a loss like you shouldn't have being, com- I don't know. Uh, okay, I want to get off Houston. We've got to talk and, more. Um, I'm just, about- I'm looking at the comments. Um, Miguel, I, I agree with you. There's no easy draw ever. All these teams are really good, but this is, I mean, this is the hardest draw. This is the toughest draw you could imagine. If you should, you know how in the group text when we text each other like brackets that we love and we hate, mm-hmm. we would have been melting down if we saw this before this uh, committee um, showed us this region. It's the toughest two seed. This is all according to Kimpon, but toughest two, three, four, and five seeds, and it's definitely the most talented eight or nine. We've got but, odds from Kenpom. 
We've got odds. I don't. Region, I do not want to know. Not on I Ken Bob. Sorry, from DraftKings. Sorry, like legit odds. I do not want to know, but give it to me. Oh my god. UCLA is the favorite at plus three thirty, but they're right there with KU at plus three forty. So our odds doubled in the past twenty four hours to get to the Final Four. Uh, UConn's at plus three sixty. Gonzaga's four to one, and then St. Mary's nine to one. It's a big drop off there, but like, God, man. Honestly, we were, plus, we were riding plus so three. high. Honestly, like not even not even to talk about us getting screwed anymore, but just looking at this region as a whole would be insanely tough to pick a team to come out of it. Like I can make a case for a lot of teams in this region. Obviously, I think St. Mary's is that good defensively. Um, I know they're not in the best conference ever, but they've obviously hung with Gonzaga this year. I think UConn has a hell of a chance. UCLA's in the West. I know they lost one of their best players, their best defender. And then Gonzaga is just on fire right now, scoring 80, 90 a night. We've talked about them kind of flying under the radar tonight or this year um, just because they've been a national title contender the last few years where they've had really good teams, obviously last with Suggs um, that year and then with Timmy and um, Corey Kispert. But you can make a case for so many teams in this region. And I could – dude, I could see Arkansas. They're that talented. They obviously have two lottery picks, Musselman coaching them. They have a ton of talent, so there's a lot of damn. Just reading those teams off right there, it shows me how screwed we got. Cole Peterson, shout out, and AB, I think you pointed this out before we started recording. Lowest final four odds of any one seed in the Kim Palm era. If that doesn't tell you that they got an absolute joke of a draw, that shouldn't happen. That's not because we're bad. It's not because we're a bad one seed. It's because of the draw we got. Like that – Oh, I'm so mad. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. I'm trying to find positives and I want to get there because, okay. Do we want to shift a little positive at all? Not, I don't have much, but like we talk about Illinois being close to Des Moines. We'll still have the better crowd. Illinois has stunk all year. Arkansas is scary. They're super athletic. Can't shoot. They've lost to some awful teams. They, underperformed all year like it's kind of remember how scared we were in 2017 not scared but like Michigan State is our eight seed in 2017 with like Bridges and and those dudes that was a really scary matchup but it's what me and you have said AB all year about Creighton at a certain point a team's just bad like they're just not good no matter what your your early expectations were Illinois Arkansas had great expectations coming in the year they're big, fairly big brands, which I think is what you see those two names and you get scared. But they're really not that good. Like, they're not good teams. Like, you could argue that, like, Florida Atlantic would be way scarier, right? Yeah. What seed did they get, by the way? They got a nine. Jesus. Yeah, um, they got – I don't know. I, I think I've spun it a little bit in my head to think that we could still go in a Final Four run. Like I'm looking well, like, at these teams, and there there's the giant flaws in all of them. UCLA's banged up; they're down at least one dude, maybe two. Gonzaga, we see it every year that like they're awesome, but then they just for whatever reason can't usually do it in the tournament. And yeah, Brayden, they do not play defense. UConn, I've been kind of down on them all year. Maybe I'm disrespecting them, but they play through bigs, and that really doesn't ever get you through March. So like. I don't know. Maybe there's a shot that we just get hot. We're the most complete and healthy at the time. And I mean, or, run, or if we you could don't, just lose in the second round, Arkansas and cry our way home. If you don't think I'm talking myself into a final four run by Thursday, you're wrong. <laughs> That's what I we just do will. Best. Hey, we prop, we will have a positive pod. It comes we do out. Need we Kevin take healthy. some time. 
Uh, but yeah, this I mean, seemed... the other the other thing we didn't break like talk about is as we've seen last year, as we saw in two thousand eight, as we've seen in the other year, like the bracket will break. There will, I mean, it's likely not going to be KU, UConn, UCLA, Gonzaga. Like it's probably just not going to be that way. TCU could beat Gonzaga and they could certainly beat UCLA. Like we we're talking this whole time about how good the Pac-12 or the Big 12 is. So if we see TCU in an Elite 8 game, I think we're okay with that. Like those those are things that can happen. The bracket can break. It just it feels extremely likely. I would love to see the odds of KU if they make it past Arkansas, Illinois. It feels very, very likely they're getting either St. Mary's, UCLA, or Gonzaga in Las Vegas on the West. Like that, that part is also like you take out the Houston stuff, you take out everything else. That stat, that fact alone is a tough draw that you potentially have a road game in a Sweet 16 and Elite Eight. It's, it's, it sucks. It's crazy. Can I, I give a that- quick uh, fans of KU point really quick? Last year, we were the number three overall seed and won the national championship. The only the only thing that I can twist is these guys being pissed off. I I know 100% Bill Self is fucking pissed. Oh, yeah. And I know he's made it an emphasis to get the Midwest this year because who wouldn't want it? And that's why it kind of makes me mad is we've been ta- – us three at least, and a lot of KU fans have been talking about Midwest for a while now. And they did everything in their power they could to be in the Midwest and – they didn't get rewarded, which is crazy. I I just don't get the committee's decision, and I never will, but it happens, so there's nothing we could do now. But I know these guys will be pissed. I know Bill is pissed. He's talked about being in the Midwest, like I just said, but maybe they'll go out, <clears throat> go out there and play, obviously, with a chip on their shoulder. I know they're a one, so that might sound crazy. but And I'm not saying it's going to make them go on a run, but that's the only thing I can really twist it to right now. We got screwed. Um, with the draw and where we were placed in what region. And they, they should have been – they definitely should have been the combo for number one overall, and they, worst case, should have been number two overall. But I hope they at least go out and play pissed off. And I know Bill is not happy. You know what sucks about all this is that every year we make fun of, like, Calipari when he hops on and he just absolutely roasts the committee because he feels Kentucky got screwed. And I, I, I make fun of him a lot because it feels like it's, like, every year with him where he – complains but we don't even get to get bit like i wouldn't want bill to be that way like i'm glad bill leaves it to to idiots like us to cry and whine but like it does suck that like we can't even get bill to go on and just go scorched earth like i kind of get why calipari does it now like that i'm i don't know i would love to see somebody norm calipari or self anybody going out there and just ranting about like the pretty much all we got on that selection. So which shout out Seth, Seth Davis, he actually did ask Chris Reynolds fair questions. Chris Reynolds gave garbage answers, but then Jay Wright, and I'm sure they had to just move on to the next segment. Jay Wright let him off the hook very easily. He said, great answers. Now you played in a final four and now you're picking the bracket. How's that? Like, what are we doing? Jay Wright, but shout out Jay Wright picked us. Uh, to win the natty Jalen's on ESPN right now, according to comments, if he says anything that we should touch on, please let us know, but don't tune out. I'm probably not good of me mm-hmm. to tell people to go watch Jalen on ESPN. <laughs> I'm a pro. Uh, according to Patrick, Jalen looks pissed. Uh, they all look pissed when they showed yeah. the little side shot. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas city. KC sports network. 
We'll be back right after this. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. I guarantee there's going to be like talking college basketball heads around the country tomorrow that will tell you that they think KU is like the fourth or be- fifth best team in this region. And I don't even think that's crazy to say. That's just some people have different opinions. Obviously, we probably think differently, but you can easily make the case that they're the third or fourth best team in the region, at least right now. I know they're the one seed, but that should never be the case with the one seed. That's how that tells you how bad the draw is. Like you can make I know UCLA lost one of their best players, but you can make a case for UCLA, Gonzaga, UConn, and St. Mary's being better or just as good as KU, according like to metrics and analytically. Yeah. I will say this. I know St. Mary's rank like ranks well in analytical sites and everything. I hope to God we get them over UConn. I do yeah. not. They, like, I mean, people forget they just lost by one billion points yeah. in the West Coast Conference game to Gonzaga. Like they were horrible. I I do not think we get St. Mary's. So I don't know. I'm just using that as part of re- reasoning for why this draw is so stupid that they get to potentially play in Vegas. But like, yeah, I don't think we're seeing just all St. around Mary's bad in the Sweet Sixteen game. I don't it's all around that. bad location wise, draw wise, re- like our bracket. I, I just can't – you can't defend it. Um, you should have rewarded a team that had one of the best resumes your sport has ever seen, the most quad one wins ever, and it's just all around bad. It's terrible. And it's pathetic by the committee, and they were questioned about it, and the answer was awful, and you just can't defend it at all. Like, And their answers made me even more mad. I don't know about you guys, but saying they were competitive and they were missing one of their best players when KU was missing a starter is annoying. And they were obviously missing their coach too. So I just, you can't defend the decision. And I can't imagine how mad you two are because I was like, when they were, they did the, so they did Bama's region. And then obviously the Midwest was going to be next. And I, you know how like the players will sit there and clap. I was like in front of the TV, like clapping before the Midwest was about to be revealed because I knew that was us. And when Houston popped up, I I got a joke. Like Greg Gumbel goes, he said something like, wait. And I thought they like put up the wrong team, but I I thought it was I got good. it spoiled because I freaking whatever Hulu Live is apparently just the slowest streaming service on earth, and my phone just starts going buzz, 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 and I'm still on commercial. I'm like, oh god! And of course, me being addicted, I had to check my text. I had to see it. And I was just praying it was AB being like, bang, Midwest, and all my friends being like, bang, let's buy tickets, and it was just what the fuck are you like meltdown central? And I just was like, no. And I just slowly waited to see Houston pop up. And of course it did. AB, but okay. Yeah, go ahead. What do you want? To AB, ask was me? there any doubt in your mind at all? Like, did you have even any concern that the committee would mess it up and have Houston ahead of KU on the one line? No, I think I joked about it with my friend last night because it, be? it was like, I think he brought up what if they just hadn't changed their minds since the like preview or whatever last month. And I just kind of laughed it off like there's no way everyone everyone's saying it. Because it almost felt like when Lenardi and Palm moved KU up to one overall, it felt like they had heard something. Because the wins that got them to hop other teams weren't very significant. It was like beating Tech at home, beating Westfall in the Big 12 tourney. Like, they didn't seem like crazy wins, but we went out and beat Baylor and we didn't really jump anyone. So I just assumed that they heard from people inside the committee and got tipped off that, yeah, KU's going to be the number one overall or KU's going to be in the Midwest. Um, so I had, I, I just thought it was a sure thing. I was like you, I mean, they showed Midwest and I started putting my fists in the air, like getting ready to pump it on. And then it was Houston. Because how would you guys, 
How would you guys have felt if Houston won? If they would have beat Memphis today? Where would like you I've have said, been? I, I, I didn't think the game mattered. I thought we'd wrapped it up. That's truly where I was at. Mm-hmm. But they lost. And they were minus 400 <laughs> to win the American tournament. That bracket was set. I, I mean, the bracket was done with when Houston was down 20 in the first half. They were the two. They were the one seed in the Midwest, which is infuriating. But, okay, I'm going crazy talking about it. I don't want to even talk about it anymore. What is – what's our ideal, like, route now to getting to a Final Four? Because, boys, we're still fresh off a of natty. We have a one seed. We can still repeat. It's possible. What's the route? Like, what is the ideal route? I, I, that's what I'm trying to talk myself into. It's not UCLA as the two seed. Like, we don't want UCLA in the Elite Eight. We don't want it. We need something to happen, and it can. We, we haven't really talked much about how one of their best players is hurt. He's out for the year. So, like, what do you, AB or, or BT? I don't care who goes first. Like, what do you want to see? What, what would get you excited by next next week? So first off, I will say I did want UCLA as the two. Um, but the only thing that bothers me is that it's in the West. Obviously, they'll yeah. have a decent crowd. You just said it. They're, they're missing their best defender. One of their, their I think he's top two scorer on their team, averaging double mm-hmm. digits. So I'm not, too, I'm not too worried about UCLA. I'm not saying they're not a good team. They're obviously well coached. But them being in the West is kind of frustrating. Um, obviously, the 8-9 game, I tweeted it before the bracket came out. I'm pretty – not scared of Arkansas, but they have a ton of talent. They'll have two guys definitely be top 20 picks. They'll probably both go in the lottery, maybe both top 10. And then Jordan Walsh will get drafted. So they got three draft picks. They're super talented, well-coached. I, I want to see Illinois, even though you said the Des Moines thing, which I didn't really think about. They'll have a nice crowd there. I know Terrence Shannon's really good. Kevin McCullers familiar with him. So I'd love to see Illinois in the second round if I had to choose. UConn's super talented, athletic. You don't want to see them in the Sweet 16. But like AB said, they run through Sonogo. You haven't seen bigs really carry teams in the tournament. So I wouldn't hate – I I don't see VCU beating St. Mary's. I don't think VCU is very – they can't score it, and I think St. Mary's is too good defensively. I'm interested to see the line there because I think St. Mary's will handle them easily. So I don't see them – obviously 12s beat fives all the time, but I don't see VCU beating St. Mary's. So – I would obviously, if I had to pick between UConn and St. Mary's, I want to see St. Mary's in the Sweet 16. And then I don't know who to pick from the bottom. Um, I personally would rather play UCLA than Gonzaga. I just think Gonzaga is a team that can get insanely hot. They're one of the best scoring teams in the country. They can put up 80, 90 on you any night. So if I had to choose, and it's crazy even saying this, I'd probably want UCLA in the Elite Eight if I had to pick in Las Vegas. AB, what about you? I mean, I'm I'm similar thinking. Uh, I'm still trying to think through Gonzaga, UCLA, but w- what do you got, AB? Yeah, I think I'd want Illinois in the second round for sure, and then probably St. Mary's. The bottom half, I don't know. Probably, I think Gonzaga, so VCU just rates much better. <laughs> like, or not VCU, UCLA. But no, I think I'd rather just play Gonzaga because they just always seem to not play very well in big games for whatever reason. Um I don't know. It's tough, man. It's tough. Hey. I, it's, it's just there, there's really like I'm looking at it now. How could this break our way? And I'm not really seeing a realistic way that it could explode like it did last year. Even no, because we knew Auburn. I mean, we it was pretty damn well known that Auburn was falling apart. We weren't getting 
Auburn in the Elite Eight. So it was kind of fun to look down there and be like, which team's upsetting Auburn? Because somebody mm-hmm. is. I don't necessarily think that with UCLA. I'm very torn on Gonzaga UCLA. I think Gonzaga is kind of a hot team. You get them to the Elite Eight, that means they're very hot at that point. Uh, obviously, the West Coast thing. But like UCLA, though, went to a Final Four two years ago, came very close to making another Elite Eight last year. They would have made the Final Four last year if they got past UNC in the Sweet 16. And UCLA is going to play. And so this is where I can't decide what I want. Do we want a team that is going to slow it down and it's just going to be a slugfest and it comes down to the final five minutes because that's what would happen against UCLA? And I kind of want that. I think that you think about KU's losses in the NCAA tournament, Auburn, uh, the U.S. like, like Auburn, a run and gun team that didn't really hang their hat on on defense, but they could score the crap out of the ball and they just blew us out of the building and defense did not matter that game. So that would be my fear if we make it all the way there is that Gonzaga has a performance like that where, you know, they hit 10 first half threes and the game's over or like seven first half threes and the game's over before halftime. I don't see that happening with, with UCLA. I think it's a – a slugfest that comes down to the final two minutes and then it's Bill Self versus Mick Cronin and I'll take Bill Self all day in that. It's Dewan Harris versus Tiger Campbell. Very similar guys that are just super poised point guards. Assuming it's not Dewan from yesterday, I like Dewan. Like, I don't know. I, I think I'm I, – as I'm talking through it, I think I like UCLA honestly better in our Elite Eight than I would Gonzaga just because I think Gonzaga opens up to a disaster. But – if Gonzaga doesn't make shots, I think we win that game very, very easily, obviously. Yeah, I think Gonzaga has a nice path to the Elite Eight. Yeah. And it feels like there's not – obviously, Few hasn't won one, so this might sound crazy, but I feel like there's not a ton of pressure on them this year just because I feel like the expectations aren't the same they've been. Obviously, the year with Suggs, they didn't lose until the national championship game. Even the COVID year when we got screwed again um, – they were really good, and I think they were one of the favorites. So they've been there's been some pressure on them to win natties. I feel like there's not this year, so I feel like they 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 won't be playing tight. Um, so I think they have a nice little path to the elite eight, especially with UCLA missing Clark. But I don't know. Breaking news: KU one p.m. tip off versus Howard. When I I don't know how to Thursday. feel about that either. Whatever. I, I I don't have any complaints about that. But here's. Uh, here's I just I want to talk about KU for a little bit, just as a whole, because me personally, I feel I truly feel they can beat any team in the country if Kev's healthy, and they have to have Kevin um, for the tournament. If they don't, they're going to be in trouble. And you guys saw that yesterday. And Bill said it all year. We've said it all year. I feel like he hasn't been appreciated enough. He showed how important he is. And Bill's been saying it. He saves us a ton on defense just with his IQ and stuff like that. And you saw it yesterday with Texas. They had so many wide open jumpers hundreds of wide open layups um brock cunningham was the best player on the floor somehow but we they have to have kevin um they have to have kevin and they'll have one of the best they'll have the best coach in the country back so KU can be anyone they're battle tested they played in the best league in the country if great grady could get hot jalen you saw him this weekend dude was on an absolute mission even yesterday against texas he had 17 or so in the first half. So he's on a mission trying to raise his draft stock a little bit. Grady's one of the better freshmen in the country. He'll be a lottery pick. He could get hot. We've seen him have 20-point halves. 
Kevin McCuller, Dewan Harris, two of the best defenders in the country. So I think they can get to a point where they can be elite defensively. We've seen it. They have the best coach in the country, like I just said. So if they're 100% healthy and they have Bill Self, they can beat anyone. And I'm not just saying that because exactly. it's the KU pod and I'm trying to spin it and make people be positive. I truly believe that. They just won the best conference we've seen in years outright. The fact of the matter is we will be – what will we? I mean, obviously, we'll be favored against Arkansas, Illinois. I don't know what that'll be four, five, maybe. I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, I don't know if we'll be. I was just about to say we're going to be favored in a majority of these games. And are we favored against UConn? Are we I don't think we're favored against UConn or St. Mary's. Uh, well, probably St. Mary's, St. Mary's, but like it's close. Just analytically, like you, UConn's analytically, the fourth yeah. best team in the country, yeah. um, according yeah. to Ken Palm. Torvik has us as the fifth best team in the region. <laughs> Hell yeah. But uh, I have one no, hypothetical I mean, I, that I want to get out at some point. Yeah. It's, I was just going to say, well, go ahead. Well, actually, this might be, just go with what you were going to say, and then I'll say what I was going to say. Okay. This is more big picture, and we haven't really talked about Bill. Obviously, glad he's out of the hospital. Um, but if I were to say right now that I would guarantee. Bill Self and KU gets to the national championship game this year, and then you roll the dice, and whatever happens, happens, and then he retires next month. Or just give you five more years of Bill Self, no guarantees, whatever happens, happens. Which one are you taking? So you have a 50-50 shot at winning the championship this year, or you take five more. It came to mind the other day when everything was going down. I want five more years of Bill Self. I I don't want to live in a world where Bill Self is not our coach. I still think we could still make a run to the title game. Um, you just, I want Bill Self for as long as we can get him. I want him to, because I think we have a really good shot at, at winning more natties here in the next five years too. So I don't know, but it is interesting because obviously something like this happens and I don't want to get into all that, but like, you know, retirement can obviously start to creep into a brain when you have a health scare but i don't think that's going to be the case but uh it's interesting i don't know what do you say b turn i was just thinking about houston being seated ahead of ku so i didn't even hear the question um i five more years or five more years you guarantee us a spot in the natty this year we don't necessarily win it but we're guaranteeing the natty but bill self retires win or loss in the natty Dude, that's not a bad hypothetical. It's tough, dude, because like it's <laughs> how hard is it going into the national champion? Right, exactly. You have a 50-50 chance of repeating going back to back and Bill Self riding off into the sunset. That would be so fucking cool. Like none of us would be mad. And it would ease the pain of him leaving so much, regardless of how the five years went. That's because what are the odds he would know, even make the national championship game over the next five years? You you're a one seed this year. I don't know, it, but uh, it's it's more about like the vibes over the next five years. What if things go bad and we we miss two out of the next five tournaments because we make a bad hire or something? I don't know. Well, we um, could have won two natties. True. So, so okay. I I feel like by the time we tip off against, if we play UConn in the Sweet Sixteen, I feel like the line would shift to us being slight favorites. What are we if we make the Elite Eight? Are are we pretty much guaranteed to be dogs in that game? I, we might be favored over Gonzaga. It'd probably be pretty close, but we would definitely be like three or four point dogs against UCLA. Maybe more this like is something, two, but still. 
Yeah, which is but like that's that's the whole point of this thing. The, the draw sucks. We get it, but like <laughs> we still have Bill Self. We still have a team, a, a few guys that just won a natty. We still have hopefully a healthy Kevin McCuller, Grady Dick. Like you get us in these games, we can. We're still fine. Like we're fine. Just get, it's going to be a grind. It's going to be <laughs> if we do make the Final Four, we will have played in. I would bet almost every single game other than Howard knock on wood is a game that is less than a five point game with under five minutes left. Every game we play will be that way heading into the final four. I don't want that. I keep trying to sit here and spin it and think of positives and I just can't even get myself to do it. It's crazy. And I feel like we're kind of UConn couldn't even win the big East tournament. Couldn't even win the big East regular season. That's another thing. We've we've done this on a bunch of March Madness episodes where we look at potentials, and we've done this our whole lives, people in the comments too. We look at potential Sweet 16 Elite Eight matchups and how often do those actually happen. Yeah, you got to win Iowa two games at a neutral site. Last year was dead by noon on the yeah. opening day of the tournament. Yeah, it's like Bill Self kind of calls it like a, a four-team tournament at a certain region where you got to win two games to get to the next weekend. So it's like it'll be tough for UConn St. Mary's to even make it to the second weekend. Like we're talking about UConn, UConn would have to beat a pretty good Iona team who I think analytics like them too. Um, so they'd have Give to be Iona in the sweet 16. I want they'd it. have to beat them and then a, good, revenge, a tough St. Mary's team too. So obviously we want to, we like looking at future matchups, but like you said, the bracket breaks a lot. Uh, if you guys want a positive spin zone here, I know I brought up Final Four odds earlier. National championship odds from our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook and Casino. KU is still 8-1 to even, so that hasn't moved a muscle. That's a positive, I guess, even though our Final Four odds just skyrocketed. Um, I don't see how the math ain't math in there. That it hasn't changed or that that's a good spot? Well, it's just like how did our Final Four odds get – I don't know. I mean, I'm happy to hear that, but – Yeah. The fact that our Final Four odds doubled our national title odds didn't change what – Speaking of odds moving, 20 minutes ago, UCLA was 330 and KU was 340. UCLA now plus 275, KU 4-1. to one. And UConn also 4-1, Gonzaga 425. So it's all even at the top, boys. It's going to be a stressful to march. to make the final four. Mm-hmm. Can you, I'll, no I'll, look at some other, I'll look at some others from this year to uh, see how big of a disparity it is. Uh, Alabama's 2-1. to one. Sweet. Houston plus 160. And Purdue... <laughs> Plus two twenty. So yeah, dude, uh, we've got oh, double the odds of anyone. The region Sweet. we should be in is a uh, the one seat is a plus one sixty. Now, keep yeah, in but mind, their odds are crazy. They They're get, like five to one to win the Natty. They get Texas in the Elite Eight potentially. Like Texas will beat Houston if they play. I think. I'm still okay. Can we real quick and we'll we'll talk? I think we need to have another episode where we just don't have a full meltdown and truly talk about the bracket. But we need to wrap up here in a little bit. What is Houston's route to the Final Four? I mean, Iowa Auburn. Iowa could maybe love play. Auburn. Love Auburn. They're playing in Birmingham, and Iowa stinks. Love Auburn. Uh, I'd never buy into Auburn, but I mean, yeah. And Iowa. They get Indiana, who just lost to Penn State. They get Miami, who you know, Seth Davis has Drake. Drake in the Sweet 16. Ugh, they get Xavier, who's banged up. They got Texas. Like, God, yeah. I think 
I don't know. I still think I probably like Texas out of that region. But a, a can you picture it? Is Rodney Terry making a Final Four as an interim coach? I don't know. Gus Johnson. <laughs> someone, someone just texted me. They'd rather be the two in the Midwest than. Well, the that was a theory the I was going to bring up because me and AB, and Easily. we maybe talked about it on this pod like a month ago when we didn't, or two months ago maybe it was when we didn't feel like maybe it was during that stretch in January where we sucked. We were like, maybe it's better to just be a two seed and potentially get two seed in the Midwest. And yeah, sign me up for that. Can you imagine we get Houston as our one and we're playing in the Midwest? I would have been all over that. Dude, we got I'm screwed. Just, I'm so we got royally fucked. Tennessee has better odds to go to the Final Four than we do, and they fucking stink. Four seed. Uh, what do we think about K State? Are they a three? Kentucky, is Tennessee a three round matchup? I Tennessee's love a four. Yeah. I haven't even – I'm not kidding. After the Midwest, I haven't even seen anything. I know or after After the West, I haven't seen anything. I don't remember the regions. I launched my phone in the old living room. <laughs> it's just annoying because the committee is so wrong and their answers were terrible and you can't even defend them. I would love if Bill Self or someone goes in on them. I know. It feels like the people that talk college basketball, and I haven't even been on Twitter, but they got to be going in on the committee, right? Like Seth Davis immediately was like – Whoa, I think it. But that, I mean, they'll talk about it for five minutes and it'll be over. Like this is that's what's so frustrating when you get screwed like this is it's like there's absolutely nothing you can do other than create the like underdog chip on your shoulder mentality. I mean, I joked with AB before we started the episode. Like the 2018 Kansas team convinced themselves that nobody believed in them that. They were disrespected. I mean, Seth Davis immediately sharpied Penn as a 16 seed. Like, I I could see this team having that chip where it's like, okay, I mean, we've gone out. We're battle-tested as any team ever. We got absolutely screwed here, and we're just going to prove that it doesn't matter. We've played great teams all year. Like, that's the thing. We've played really good teams all year. It sucks we got to continue to – you know, we continue to have to play the toughest schedule, but like we're the number three overall seed should have been the number two. We've beat most of the good teams we played this year. Like that's the one thing we got to keep in mind. We are battle tested as hell. Bill self's back. Jalen Wilson's playing the best basketball of his season. Maybe, you know, he's up there. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it's not all terrible. It just sucks a lot. Can we get the Chris Reynolds dude or whatever on the pod, you think, within the next few days? No chance. I doubt it. That guy guy is going to run off and never say a word. But anyone out there that has a connection to anyone on the committee that would come on and talk to us, I would pay money to do that. I just want to – I want them to sit there for 20 minutes without an escape, without pre-canned questions – and truly defend what they did. And I'm just, I'm sitting here. I've just been sitting here thinking like, what did, what did Houston do to be above KU? Like what would they have done throughout the year? And I'm just, I sat back and thought their answer was quad two wins. They looked at 17 quad one wins compared to six. That wasn't enough. And they went to quad two and they combined them and KU still had more quad one, quad two wins. And they, they thought 
Houston belonged ahead of KU. How can you be on the committee, sit there and make that decision? And like, like I, if I was on the committee, I'd sit there and speak up and be like, guys, this is fucking terrible. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's just embarrassing. You know what I'm saying? Like, love if to you're hear on the you committee, committee. <laughs> if you're on the committee and you look at both of their resumes and you seed Houston ahead of Kansas after playing one of the toughest schedules in NCAA history, having the most um, quad one wins in NCAA history, and then the other team loses in their conference tournament championship, and you put them ahead of the team that had the hardest schedule ever and the most quad one wins ever. I, I, I what did they do to be ahead of KU? What could the reasoning be, AB? They said quad two wins. I haven't been able to come up with an answer in 53 minutes or whenever they showed it on TV. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. I, I just – Fucking bullshit. I'm in a really bad mood right now, boys. I'm in a really bad mood. I'm so mad that we should be here, and we still can, but we still – we should be here talking about how KU should be repeating. Uh, you know what's sick? One other thing, say we do go to the final four and play Houston in the final four. It's a fucking road game there too because it's in Houston this year. So just get ready <laughs> for that. Mm-hmm. I don't think Houston's making the final four, especially. I, just, I mean, that's the thing. Texas may have a a very good good right. route, but okay, we need to wrap up. I I think we just need to reset. We all need to take some time, maybe sit in our sit in our houses and just like sulk a little bit. But we got to come back positive. So I want to end the show this way. Give me give me one or two positives about what we have ahead. One or two. I'll start with you, AB. Go. <laughs> Go. What do you want me to say, Ryan? What do you want me to best, say? Best coach in the country, All-American, Big 12 Player of the Year, two of the best defenders in the country, a guy that is one of the best shooters in the – like he could – he can go in a – a spurt where he hits four or five threes and a half. So Grady gets hot and marks were good. Grady got a little banged up yesterday. Kind of nervous about it from some of the stuff um, I've heard, but him and him and Kevin are a little banged up. So we, Kevin's got to be healthy or we're in trouble, but best coach in the country. If Kevin's there, we can beat anyone. One positive Jalen does seem to like, he seemed to have figured out the shot again. He's been hitting jump shots more routinely than I think he was. Oh, of 19 for a stretch there. Um, yeah. so yeah, it's good to see him hit a few yesterday throughout the weekend. Yeah. I mean, I, I will still say this UCLA is missing a really good player. Like if we, and it's not crazy to think we beat Howard, we beat Illinois or Arkansas and we beat freaking Yukon or St. Mary's. Like I, I know where it sucks, but those teams are not absolute wagons by any means. They One of them lost by 40 in the title game of their conference. UConn couldn't even make the title game of the conference. Then you get UCLA potentially in there without one of their best players. So, like, that's the positive I keep giving myself is just get there and you got a banged-up UCLA team that I think matchup-wise is not horrible for us. So I've got uh, a tweet from Sam, yeah, from Sam McDowell. Uh, CBS College Basketball tweeted out the Houston over KU segment, and Sam McDowell quotes it and said, this is the first time we've heard of a how competitive were you in your losses criteria. But Alabama lost games by 15 to UConn, 10 to Gonzaga, 24 to Oklahoma, 9 to Tennessee, and 6 to Texas A&M. 
So if KU's blowout losses means Houston can be over KU, why doesn't it mean Houston can be over Bama in that matter? It's just another reason why just none of this makes sense and they're just shitting it out their ass the whole time and putting the bracket together because they don't care. People are going to watch regardless. But like we've been saying this whole time, why like one seeds are supposed to be rewarded and it feels like all three one seeds got somewhat of a reward and KU just did not. Yep. All right. I'm mad. That made me more mad, which means we just need to turn this off. We'll wrap up. We'll be back. We'll try and get another episode. We're going to come back more positive vibes. Next episode, I promise we're going to have better vibes. Maybe a Tuesday night, Wednesday night. I don't know. We'll do it. Vibes are going to be better. But for now, Chris Reynolds, open invitation to come on the pod so I can scream at you for an hour. I hope that sounds fun to you because it would be fun for all of us. Um, I hate you and uh, hope you step in gum tomorrow. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep it professional. So, uh, it is March. It's March. The Hawks yes. are one seed. They can repeat. Vibes are not immaculate, but who knows? We'll see how it goes. That's it. Shout out to everyone for listening and uh, rock chalk. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.